Hey everyone. I just want to first off and say thank you to everyone who's reached out for all the support. And then also just to congratulations to everyone that's getting hired that we've been able to help. I'm just so proud. I wanted to just give a quick shout out. We've gotten four people hired in the last four weeks, or sorry, in the last several weeks, um, all over six figures. We're just so proud of the people inside the course, how hard they've been working and just want to give a shout out to each and every single one of you guys, because you are the real deal. You're not messing around with Katie, Lauren, Robert, Danny. Just congratulations to each and every one of you. We also just got somebody uh, offers, multiple offers. They're just waiting. So we can't put their name out here yet, but we will. Just want to say so proud of all of our students who come in, do the work. They all got hired in under eight weeks, which is absolutely amazing. And none of them, like I said, had sales experience. So it's just great to see uh, the success. And so I just want to give a shout out if you guys are brand new, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you. And if you guys are really interested, I would tell you just to go back and watch some of the older episodes. That way you can have a little better understanding. Because um, at this point, we have over 150 episodes. Again, if you don't know who I am, I was a personal trainer three years ago, was able to break in with the largest company in the world and took the lowest performing territory in the nation to top 10. I'm a regional manager of a med tech startup called Innovis Medical now running the whole Western United States. And through that process, I've helped over a thousand people break into medical device sales, knowing that our average person breaks in in 9.8 weeks at $91,000. And so the reason I just go into that detail is we have a lot of new listeners, a lot of people who are just graduating. It's great to have you all, but I just wanted to give you a shout out to, if you guys are really wanting to learn more, probably going back, will help you guys. But if you are really interested in breaking into medical device sales, you just heard the stats. We only work with five people every month because we only want to work with very serious people. So if you guys are looking to break into medical device sales, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find us at Jacob McLaughlin or new medical device sales on LinkedIn. The thing is you will need a LinkedIn. So make sure you make one and feel free to follow me, follow us. We would love to just connect with you. Happy to get on calls with you guys. And so excited to help you break into the industry. Um, and the one thing I did just want to give a quick shout out to all the reps that are in the industry that still listen. First off, shout out to you guys. I, I absolutely love you guys. I love getting the messages of that. You took what we said, you broke in, now you're having success. The one thing I do just want to give you a little teaser is keep listening over the next several episodes and several weeks. We have something very special for reps that are now in the industry. Um, that's going to be a benefit and it's going to be beneficial for you guys. Um, hint, hint, there's some things in the works for you guys. And so it's only here to help you guys. Again, we've been able to take associate reps to full line reps in under a year. Um, and so we're going to just continue to put more value out to you all um, in, in every possible way that we can. And so I would just tell you and encourage you to be on the lookout. And for everyone who is listening now, that will also benefit you because once you do break in, um, these resources will be available to you as well and help you. So I'm so excited to go over. Um, just so you guys know, I don't know what got into me. I was zapped up today and I am ready to share some knowledge and I hope you guys hopefully get some laughs out of this, but I am here to go real in depth. This is one of the best podcasts to going in depth, to giving you the information that you all need. And hopefully you guys can just take some notes, listen to this and go and execute on it. Because I know if you execute on this podcast, you will like the results very, very much. So let's get into it. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and we are coming to you today on a beautiful, warm, sunny Scottsdale day in the summer where it hits 111 degrees, and you just got to love it. I've been doing, uh, lately, last couple of weeks, I've been just really getting into my runs where I usually used to go on a run like once a week. Now it's been like almost every day. I go for a run in the hottest moment of the day. And then I put a motivational like Jordan Peterson or something just to listen to as I go through it. And 
it makes you a psychopath. So don't do that. That's not safe. If you're in hot weather, don't do it. It's just something I've been doing for a while. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it and that has nothing to do with medical device sales, but I just figure I tell you a little bit about my day. Hope your day is going great as well. But I wanted to make this episode because I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been getting a lot of college students, but of all, a lot of people just even transition. I just talked to somebody today. They were in sales for 20 years, but now they're looking at making that transition to medical device sales. And I just talked to also a medical student earlier this week, and it was just like, they just don't know almost anything about the industry. And so a lot of the people that are listening are probably in that same boat, but I want to be able to make an episode that's going to talk about something that's brand new. If you've never even heard of medical device sales or this is your first episode you've ever heard, that's why I wanted to make this. But also if you are going through the process, maybe there's going to be some things that you can pick up that you're not doing in the process right now. And so I wanted to make this is, you know, medical device sales for beginners and getting hired. Um, so getting hired for beginners in medical device sales, because the thing I think about is if you've never got hired in medical device sales, you are a beginner. And so after getting over a thousand people hired, I just want to give a quick shout out. I know we already did it at the beginning, but I will quick shout out. We have gotten four people hired in the last week and a half, and everybody was in the course under eight weeks and all came in over six figures. So we are just doing a quick clap here because that is always fun and exciting. Absolutely love it. And it's why we do what we do. Um, and also something I should say is none of those people had any sales experience. So yes, you can break in with medical device sales without sales experience. And yes, you can get in at six figures without medical device sales. So yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's move on to what you guys are here for learning about medical device sales. And so I want to make this again for the beginners. Honestly, I talked to some several people this week. They didn't know the difference between an associate rep or a territory manager. And so I just wanted to go over five quick things that I think will be very helpful for you guys and then expand a little bit on them. But number one is when you are breaking into medical device sales, just understand that there's going to be a lot of different companies, a lot of different divisions, a lot of different products. And that's going to determine where you end up going for how much money you're going to make, how much you're going to work, work-life balance, what's the opportunity for growth. And so that's why there's so much to learn because when you don't know what you're doing and you don't understand, it's it's literally like going to the ocean. There's just so much to go there and to learn and what's inside and everything. And so that's why we're like for us, we're able to help you because being able to do this, getting lots of people hired. I know almost every company we've been able to see it. And also, even if we've never seen the company by seeing the products and then also how they do the process and we can see the contracts once we get them offered, we know if it's a good opportunity or not. So that's number one um, that I wanted to talk about is just understand the there's so many different opportunities in different companies and each different company is going to have different divisions. Some of them will have, well, some companies will just sell one product and that's it. And then other ones will have literally like, if you think of the big dogs, some of them will have like 30 different divisions inside of one massive company, right? So you just have to understand and each one of those companies or divisions run basically as their own company. They have their own VPs and all that stuff. So just understand it's so big. Number two, I wanted, or let's go 1A off that or 1B off that because uh, I didn't even have that part in this. But as I talked, I was like, that's probably a good point for people to understand. Um, but really to go like 1B on this is, you know, knowing the difference between an ASR, a territory manager, um, clinical specialist, we've talked about that a lot, but honestly, most people I've been talking to, they don't even know the difference lately. So I figured I'd just do a refresher. So if you don't know, an associate sales rep is the most entry level you will see them getting posted at 55 to 75K. I will just be transparent. Our people that we've been getting placed normally come in between that 75 and 110. We have gotten associates at 110. Um, so I know, very hard to believe, but it has happened and it depends on the division. Again, it goes where you're going. So 
they're going to be the ones that are the entry level running the trays. They're going to be learning. You don't usually have a quota, but you are going to be helping out with the territory. You're going to be growing. Then you go to the next one of a clinical specialist. That's where we get a lot of nurses, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathology. Literally, we just got Katie, which you guys will hear here in the future, um, her episode, where she didn't have that background. She had an exercise science degree and then had some clinical experience, but she was able to come in as that. And then we just also got Lauren, shout out to Lauren, um, physical therapist who just broke in as well as a clinical specialist. So again, just having a lot, usually it's those clinical worlds, again, nurses make good ones, but just having that knowledge because you're going to be the product specialist. And a lot of times you're going to be working with patients. You're not going to usually have a quota. If you do have a quota, the quota is like you need to get 15 new patients this quarter, right? Um, so it's not so much as you have to do a million dollars or whatever it is. And so that's something. So there's not the quota. You're going to make more normally than the associate because it's a step up. And it's like the step between associate and territory manager, but for the fact that it's only product specialist. So again, you can go from associate to usually it's not associate to clinical specialist than territory manager. It's usually associate to territory manager. We bought, but we've also had clinical specialists start because they usually get paid more. Like I haven't had a clinical specialist normally. Um, I think just once started under six figures. So normally they're going to be a little higher pay and then they're able to go into it and they're going to be the product specialist. But again, they're usually going to be looking for clinical experience because you are going to be dealing with nurses, patients, and you're going to be talking to the patients and you're like the product specialist and talking to them. And then lastly, the territory manager, or just a simple world word is full line rep, right? The thing I always have to say is people will be like, well, you know, like I hear it all the time, Abbott or some of these other companies, well, they're named this and they're named that. Yeah. You just have to learn what the names are because, you know, Abbott, I've seen where it's like clinical specialist one, two, three, four. Like, what does that mean? You just have to go talk to them and find out because that probably is the same as, you know, a territory manager somewhere else or whatever it is, right? A clinical specialist here, but they just have more experience. So it's just being able to learn the, the lingo, but overall, a territory manager normally is just a full line sales rep. So they're the ones who are responsible for having a quota. They are going to be the ones that are usually running the cases. It's their territory. They will be over the clinical specialist and the associate sales reps. Those will normally work for them because they're going to be the one running it. And then they kind of direct it. And the easiest way to say it is it's my business as a territory manager. You're the full line rep. It's your business. You are in charge of everything. And so that's where the responsibility is. And so here's the thing. This is also where you can make a lot of money because you are the rep. And if you go 162% to plan, there's going to be bonuses and overages. And so when you hear these big numbers of reps making it, yes, it can happen. But also you have to understand, just like running your own business and anything in entrepreneurship, everything when you do that is your fault. If you're a clinical specialist, they're going to blame you. Like, sorry, if their clinical specialist messes up, I just put it in my head, but didn't say it. Clinical specialist or your associate sales rep messes up, they're going to blame you, the full line sales rep, because that's your employee, quote unquote, that's your team. And you're the one who's going to have to answer to it. And so that's where it's like, everything's your fault. And here's the great part. We always talk about, hey, you hit quota and you make over, you're going to make a bunch of money and that. Yeah, that's great. But also if you don't hit quota, who was in trouble? You are. So it's like, that's the thing that people just have to understand is like why some people will start in the clinical specialist role, get their feet wet, kind of get understanding, or even that associate role, get a couple of years underneath them and then go into the territory management and territory manager. Because once you go into it, you're responsible for everything. And if it's good or bad, you are responsible for it. So if it's great, you're going to get the praise. If it's bad, you're going to get yelled at. And so you hit quota. Awesome. You're the best. You don't hit quota. What the heck are you doing? And you probably have not some fun talks with you, your higher ups, right? So that's just the thing to understand. And I want to make sure to go over that. Now, number two is what I wanted to go over is the next one is the district manager or the hiring manager. 
again, these are going to be the district or the regional managers. What that means is those are the hiring managers. Those are the people that are responsible for filling the position. So when you guys are like, oh, I saw a job. Who do I reach out to to get this job and network with? Well, you should reach out to the reps and everybody to learn more about it. But the person who literally is going to put the make the decision and put their stamp of approval is the regional or the district manager who is the hiring manager. And so the thing that I will just always say, and I see this all the time and we teach this in the course is most people will learn that and then that's who they reach out to. But this is why that's a horrible idea. Because if you don't understand what they sell, how long they've sold it, who's their competition, and you don't know the background behind it, if you just go reach out to them and then you're asking them very simple questions, hey, what do you do here? Or how long have you sold this? Who's your competitor? That manager is going to look at you and you're going to be like, they're going to be like, you're an idiot. Like you could have just Googled this. Why'd you waste my time? The reason I'm saying that to you guys is because you only get one chance to make a first impression. And if you do that to a T or to a regional manager or a hiring manager, they're going to be like, this person's just asking for a job. They're a waste of my time. And literally we, you'll hear it in the next podcast. But with Katie, she talks about that. We had her prepared differently. And the hiring manager was like, everybody who just reaches out to me, asks for a job and they don't know anything. You're so different. And because of that, you'll hear it on the next episode. But she went from being in no interview, cold called the manager on a Tuesday in a fourth round interview on a Wednesday, final on a Friday and got the job on a Monday, right? Because if you know what you're doing and you're networking, doing the right things like you should be, you can fast forward all that. So that's the thing I'm just saying is that's who you need to be reaching out to. But most people will start with that. And a lot of times in my course, I'm like, don't even talk to somebody for, don't even talk to a regional manager or hiring manager for two to four weeks inside the course because you don't know enough. Get on 15 to 30 calls with people and then you can learn it, right? So that's the piece that I just wanted to make sure to touch on. Then number three, this is a huge one. I just talked to another person today. Stop applying. 99.9% of you do not have the background they're looking for. If you do not come from ADP, CentOS, Enterprise, and you are not a president club winner with 120 some percent and all that, blah, 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 stop applying because you're going to go through a a robotic system and their computer system that's going to see your resume. It's going to reject you. You might get a rejection letter in a minute, 10 minutes, an hour, a week, or it might be six months from now until they close the position and then it rejects everybody at the same time because you don't have what they're looking for, number one. So especially if you don't have sales experience, but even if you do have sales experience, if you're not crushing it, don't do it because it's not going to help you. And here's the thing I hear all the time. Well, I know somebody, they gave me a referral. Let me make this very clear. You want to know why that person gave you a referral? They get paid off of it. It's called a finder's fee. And so if you work at companies and then I put you down and you apply and you get hired, I get a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, whatever it is, I'm going to get paid that in my bonus or as a bonus because I just helped the company find somebody. That's why all these reps are like, yeah, just put me down. But understand that a lot of times doesn't even get you to the next round because a lot of times the reps, I just talked to somebody who did this today. They talked to somebody, they said, here, just put me down as a recommendation or a referral. But then they're like, there's no jobs available. So now here's where you'll learn. If that person really cared about the person they talked to and they really liked them, because that's what the, the girl who told me, she's like, oh, he just must like me because he gave me the referral. No, he, he gave you that because he's going to get paid off of it. Because if he really liked you, he would actually be helping you find a job. He'd be reaching out to teammates, seeing if they knew of anything and trying to get you placed and help you with that. Compared to, no, just write me down if you find something. That's him just being like, great. I don't know if she'll get in, but if she does, I'll make a couple grand, right? So understand. Unless they are really helping you, just giving a referral, it's not going to do anything. Number one. Number two, that's a perfect example. 
What if you're a neuromod and you reach out to cardiac? Well, that doesn't transfer over. They're not going to care what the neuromod because they don't even know the neuromod guy if you put that as a referral. So it's not going to get you up there. So that's the biggest thing. And let's just say out of, oh, it worked out and the referral you put in got you an interview, right? Again, this is what I say. Everyone will tell me, oh, I know somebody or I have a friend who is in the medical device world. Great. That's just getting your seat at the table. You now have to beat out 500 people who all are more, most likely more qualified than you. How are you going to do it? And I say this all the day, all the time. What about if I get you an interview today? What are you going to do with it? And every single time when I'm on the phone with you, if you're listening to your podcast, you're going to be like, well, I'll crush it. I'll do it right now. No. When I'm on the phone with each and every person that I ever say that to, if I get you an interview right now, what are you going to do with it? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. That's the problem. You guys don't know how to play the game. If you don't know how to play the game, you can't win the game. And then you're going up against people like ours that we all we do is we understand the game because we've gotten over a thousand people hired. We literally have gotten just Katie. We just got hired in under a week at the largest company in the world for over six figures like bam, because we understand the process. We understand what they're looking for. We just speed it up and we know what you need to do compared to if you don't know what you're doing. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try it. And then you're going to get rejected. And let's say after six months, you finally got three interviews, but you're like, I hear this all the time. Yeah, but I've been trying for six months, but yeah, I've made it pretty far. I made it to the third. Well, there's seven. So you didn't even make it halfway, right? So you didn't, you're not doing that good. You're only six months in. And guess what? Let's say you get to the fourth and the fifth round. That's a whole different beast than the first and second, where it's an initial phone call. And then with HR, right? Or talking to a rep. That's not talking with four regional managers or doing a presentation and then getting grilled for an hour straight. It's way different. So that's what you guys don't understand is most people are like, they'll listen to this. And again, they're in the car or they're, they're, you guys are working out or whatever you're doing. You're like, no, I got this. Oh, I can do it. But then it's like, if I just grill you, like if I get on the phone with you and just grill you every single time, it just happened this week to the girl I was talking to. Like I asked these questions, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, you're not even six to 12 months from even trying to get a job right now. Because you don't know and your background, quote unquote, will go. But then this is what I'll say is there's certain companies out there, and I'm not going to name them on the podcast, but I will just say there's certain medical device companies that you guys will see that many people get hired from certain organizations or whoever it is, and they don't have much experience, not naming any names, but you'll see that. And then you're going to see that the lifetime that they stay there is under a year for every person who goes there. You look, oh, they were there under. Why is that? Because it's entry level. They don't care about you. They're not going to pay you any money because it's just a turn and burn kind of business. And then we've talked about, it. I've had people that we've, they, those guys were full line reps at this company that just hires everybody. And it's not really medical device to sorry to burst everybody's bubble, but then they'll do that. And then it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm a, a territory manager. And I'm like, how much you making? They're like 62 grand. And I'm like, great. We just got a associate place at 105. So you're making 40 K less. And you think because you're a rep, but you're not even at a real medical device company and you're not doing it. Now you're going to go away six to 12 months to a year. You're not even at the big companies compared to our people are already hired at like just to let you know, every single person that was hired that I just named with you is in the top 30 of companies that you'll when you search them, you'll find. And so now we like one of the girls I worked with, she was a rep for a year and a half at a small company, full line rep at this exact company. And it did that to come in as an associate for the big company to work a year and a half for there to then be a full line rep. So now it took you three and a half years or whatever the math is to then actually be a full line rep compared to you can't have came in with the bigger company right away, made more money, been in getting the experience. And then you're now you're going into a, a role way faster. And that's what people just don't understand. And then when you don't know what you're doing, it makes it very difficult. So 
that is a long rant of why you should not apply. But again, just knowing somebody is just getting your seat at the table, that doesn't help you. Applying will do literally nothing for you, especially if you don't come from the B2B sales experience world that I told you about. So that's the number three. Number four, networking, networking. And I say this all the time, networking, but I will say this and I've said it on a podcast, 99.9% of you network wrong. Let me tell you why. I wake up and I see 40 messages in my DMs and, and I go check them. And what is it? Hi, Jacob. Do you know of any jobs available in this area? Don't know you. So even if I did, I want to put you up for it. And when I say me, again, don't think it's like, oh, Jacob's just a jerk or whatever it is. It's literally, I'm just playing the role as every single human being you just messaged. Because if I don't know you, why would I help you? Because you could literally be a psycho killer and you would stink. And my name's now stamped to that. I don't want that. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. And guess what? You just showed me that you're literally the laziest person in the world. And you're coming into the hardest industry in the world for sales, but you just showed me you're literally the laziest person because you don't even know who I am and you just asked for a free handout to get into the hardest industry in the world. Yeah, not a great look. So number one, don't just be like, hey, looking for a job. Do you know of any? Because um, I can tell you certain organizations where these people graduate from, and then that is 99% of the messages that I get. Hey, just graduated from this program. Do you know of any jobs in my area? Yep, I do. And I'm not giving them to you. And I'm not even going to put you up for it because you just showed me why you would be a horrible prospect. And again, when I'm saying it for me, that is literally everyone because you don't understand that's, you don't go to a doctor and say, like, for example, I don't go to a doctor and say, Hey doc, I'm with Innovis. Use my stuff. They'd be like, F off. But that's what you guys are doing when you're sending those messages of, hi, my name's Jessica. I went here. I want a job and I want a billion dollars. But what are you doing to show me that you actually worked it? You sent a message, guess what? Copy and paste, command C and V, pretty dang fast. I can do 50 messages in 30 seconds. It's not that hard, you guys. So again, doing this is where I get so passionate and you can hear it in my voice and you see it. Most people think they're working hard, but you're being so freaking lazy and it's not that hard. And you're like, oh, I sent out 20 messages today and it took you 10 minutes. That's not hard. You just copy and paste it and then change the name. Right. And we talk about the certain volume of doing that. But if you're just do, sending a message of, I'm looking for a job, great. Nobody's going to help you. Now, second one Hey, Jacob, looking to break into medical device sales. Let me pick your brain. Again, I say this all the time. I don't care. I'm going to talk to you guys. I'm here to help you guys. That's why I still get on the call. I still respond back to you. Let me tell you what I hear from every single rep and manager of the love of God. Do not send that to a manager. But if you send it to a rep, why they hate that? You're on LinkedIn, you're in a business setting, uh, like a business setting. And you're coming to a job where the average rep makes $177,000, has all the benefits, all this good stuff, right? So the average person is going to make close to 200 grand. And you think the best language to use is, I'm going to pick your brain. Let me tell you, I would love for each and every single one of you to go up to a surgeon who just spent the last 15, of their, 15 years of their life and just said, just want to pick your brain a little bit. Please, my friends, do that. I would love to have my popcorn and watch in the front row. Um, cause it will not go over well. So that's why people don't like that is because it's too nonchalant. Yes, we understand you're just trying to learn, but picking my brain or picking our brains is not professional. And it's again, copy and paste. I just want to pick your brain. What do you want to pick my brain about? And normally those people who say, I want to pick your brain. I just had this the other day, pick your brain, get on a nice call. So how long you been in med device sales? It's a two second look on my LinkedIn. Oh, what do you sell? It's a two second look on my LinkedIn. Oh, why'd you leave? Or how long have you been with this t company? It's a two second look on my LinkedIn. Now you can see the sarcasm that I'm saying. It's 
Literally, people are so lazy. They just want you to tell them everything. They don't even do this research. Just to give you guys an idea, the girl I'm talking about literally to the, the other day, she's going to listen to this because I told her to listen to the podcast and she's going to laugh as I say this. She called me and she's like, hey, so I researched you and I couldn't find anything. So I'd love to hear your story. Well, if you guys are listening to me, you found me somehow. So I then just gave her and I said, hey, I'm just going to give you a, a little crap real quick because you didn't search very hard because I have over 150 episodes. I'm one of the top podcasts in the space. If you search anything medical device sales, I will pop up. And I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, any profile that you can think of. And I've been posting stuff for the last three years. So I can just tell you, if you searched one thing about medical device sales, I know I popped up because I get told that I pop up. The reason I'm saying that is, Laya, you told me that you looked hard. You didn't even do a 10 second search. You just got caught in the lie. And I'm going to tell you that. Let me just tell you, most people I talk to is that person right there. Oh yeah, I just, just searched. I just, I just checked it out. That's why these people get so annoyed is because you guys are so lazy. You won't even go onto someone's profile that you're about to talk to and you won't even look in their experience. Oh, this person worked at Smith and Nephew for five years in the sports medicine. And now they're at Stryker in what endoscopy. I wonder why they made the switch. That's a great question. What's the difference between those two divisions and why, what they think of the difference? Oh, it shows you took 10 seconds, listened or looked at them, cared enough about it, and then checked it out compared to everybody who's networking is like, yeah, so I'm trying to break in the industry. What's your advice? Oh yeah. Do you got any jobs for me? Yeah. No, we don't because you are lazy and you are showing us that why you would just be an absolutely horrible person to do it. Um, so hopefully you guys are just getting all the humor today because this is very sarcastic. And I'm just trying to tell you, I have been on so many freaking phone calls in the last week and a half where it's literally people don't even try anymore. It's not even like they don't even try to put effort like that. Searched it pretty hard. Couldn't find anything. Hmm. All right. Well, I find that pretty hard to believe, but you know, who am I? You know, I don't know. So again, you guys, <laughs> like literally with networking, stop asking for jobs. Stop asking to pick your brain and just and literally just do 10 seconds of research and then you will have some questions and you'll look like a freaking genius because guess what the 99.9 percent .9 are being the silly gooses that are doing exactly what i just said and then they look horrible and the fact that you just tried a little bit you look like the rock star and they're like oh my gosh this person might have something and all you did was take 10 seconds out to look at something so that's number four and number five the reason i wanted to go through this is it's the process I say this all the time. Most people don't understand 500. We're seeing about 500 applicants per job because I just talked to another person was just laid off from their sales job, not medical device sales, but sales job. So now there's nurses that are looking to make the transitions, all these professionals looking to make the transition. There's sales professionals because everybody's downsizing recession that are now looking in. And there's also medical device sales people who have been, or there's been a reset and there's downsizing. So now they're looking at going to new companies. So now it's very competitive. There's over 500 people we're seeing on average applying for a single position. And the only reason I can say that, and you guys are like, how do you know that? Because they literally will tell our candidates that there's 500 people in the pool and you won, right? That's how we know that. And so the reason I'm saying that is there's, we're seeing over 500 people. The interview process is five to seven interviews. And again, sometimes it's three, depending on the size of the company, whatever it is. But on average, it's five to seven interviews. Usually it's six to 12 weeks. And let me just say that that's when they get you the first interview. So from the moment, the first interview starts, it's six to 12 weeks. That's why when I tell you guys we get our average person hired in under 10 weeks at 9.8 weeks, it's literally insane. It's Captain Insane. Because from the time they're getting it, sometimes we're faster than the processes. And again, you just heard, like you'll hear next week, 
Katie literally got slotted in in a fourth interview and in five days or seven days later, she had a job from the top company in the world. So it's if you know what you're doing, the reason I'm saying that is most of you guys don't understand it's five to seven interviews, six to 12 weeks long. There's five to 500 plus people applying for a single position. Again, you just getting a, an interview, interview one to three to five to seven, they're all very different. They're all looking for specific things. The, the process is so different in each one. Each company is going to have a different pull. And so if you don't know what you're doing, that's what's going to make it super challenging. And it's for the people that we have that we know that they know what they're doing. We just get them and they crush you. And then here's the thing. It's the people then you're like, oh, well, I don't know why. They just must have more experience. I'm going to say this and I'm going to debunk this for every single person because I have to say it to people in our course. If somebody says you lost out because there's less experience, it's because you didn't do something right and you weren't the best candidate. Why can I say that? Because my journey, I broke in with Medtronic, the largest medical device company in the world as a full line rep, skipped the associate sales rep role. I beat out over 250 people and the person I beat out what had 10 plus years. So they should have won. I had no reason. I should have been an associate. I had no reason to win. But when I did the job to get the job, I did everything right that I've talked about here a million times. Guess who got the job? I did because I did everything. I left no stone unturned. Like I tell you people all the time. Now, no, oh, oh, Jacob, but that you just got lucky. Oh, that's work. Okay, fine. All right, let's take that. Say that was just luck. I'm now a regional manager for a med tech startup where a regional manager, go do the math, you guys, go just go look at other people. Most people that we see that are a regional manager are between seven and 10 years. I just saw somebody, it took them 12 years to get into, right? So there's seven and 10 years is usually what it takes. I had it under two years experience. I have a literal podcast with my CEO, go back and watch it. It was back last year, right? When I got hired, I was in LA and we filmed it and it's with my CEO. And he literally said, you beat out over 500 people. So the reason I'm saying that is I had under two years experience. I beat out someone who had 10 years experience from a top medical device company in the world. And I beat out the 500 and I got the job. The reason I'm saying that is because if I didn't have the experience, I would have never got the job I'm currently in. Showing that if you know the process, you know what to do, you know how to prep yourself, you can still beat out the people who are more qualified because you have to know how to handle those objections. You need to know how to bring stuff. So that's what I'm just going to end it with is if you're getting beat out because someone has more experience, just so you know, that's an easy cop-out way. And for a manager to just tell you why they didn't want to hire you. Let me just make it to dating because I always say to dating, it makes sense. It's like when a girl's like, Oh, you're nice. It's just me. I'm working on my stuff, but you're just a sweet guy and you have everything to offer the world and you're going to do so great. That's a nice way to let you down. The reality is she didn't like something about you and she doesn't want to say your breath stank. I don't like how you live, whatever it is. And she wanted to be nice and be like, I'm just going to let him down easy. That's what just happened to you. We went with someone with more experience. You sucked during the interview. You didn't do this and you were already behind and you just made yourself fall farther behind because you didn't know what you were doing. That's why we went with this person. But instead they say, we just want someone with more experience. Great candidate. You're doing awesome. Hopefully that hit the head and hit the nail on somebody's head like so hard. I, that was such a good analogy. I'm proud of myself on that one. If you guys don't like it, don't care because that is the absolute truth. And it is one of the best analogies I've ever used and is going to help you guys. So hopefully if that's happening to you, <laughs> make some changes because you're a nice guy. I bet you are. But if you get told by four people, if you are a guy and you get told by four girls that you're a nice guy, you have a lot to offer. It's just not working out. There's something that they don't like. I don't know who needs to hear that. And let's just change it. You don't need change for anybody. You be who you want to be.
and you'll either find someone or you won't. You'll just have a dog. You know, you rock and roll. So hopefully that's helpful, you guys. I wanted to give you the lessons for beginners of breaking into medical device sales. Just like I always have to mention, if you haven't pressed that like and subscribe button, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. We have now helped over a thousand people break into medical device sales. We are so proud of that accomplishment. We just got four people hired in under eight weeks in our program that all got placed over six figures without sales experience. We know if you want to break into medical device sales, we can help you. And the last thing I'll say on that, it is an investment. It is not $2, but we know that we're getting a 30X return in the first nine weeks, which you can't go anywhere else in the market and do that ever. And then we know the lifetime of the access because we give lifetime access to our course, but we also the lifetime value that you get is way over 100X. And also we've helped associates go from associates to full-line reps in under a year. When you talk to everyone in the the world of medical device sales, it'll take you two plus years. So if you know what you're doing, it's not going to do that. So all we do is save you a lot of time and money. We only work with very committed people. So if you are committed and you know you want to break into medical device sales, click the link in the description. We can help you. It is all self-paced, done at your own time. We do office hours, mock interviews, mock role plays. We help with coaching to get you there. And that's how we get people hired so fast. That's a quick little put on that. So if you want to break into medical device sales, reach out. Until next time, keep going after your dreams, keep hustling, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.